on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today, we have Q and AF That's where you submit the Qs and I give you the AFs where do they submit the cues? Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. And if this is your first time listening, that's DJ. Hey, guys. Yeah. Now, we have multiple formats on the show. We have Q&AF, which is about what, what you're about to hear. Uh, we also have CTI, which is uh, Cruise the Internet, which is where we literally cruise the internet, pick apart the craziest shit that's going on, uh, try to deduce what little truth there is in the actual media headline, and then point out the problem and the solution. Solution always comes back to our own personal excellence, which is why we talk about that on the Q&AF. So we have CTI problem, Q&AF solution. Then we have real talk, which is where I come on and I just yell about some shit. All right. And some of you like it and some of you don't. And if you don't, I don't care. Then we have full length, which is where I bring on my successful friends who have great stories, who have overcome shit, who most of the time make a lot of money. And if they don't make a lot of money, they made a lot of impact. And we talk about how they did it and how you could do it too. So that's the show. And we do have a fee for the show. And the fee is very simple. Tell somebody. All right. We don't advertise on the show. I've never advertised on the show. I don't run ads for the show. Okay. I work entirely off your word of mouth. So if I do a good job, if the team does a good job, if DJ does a good job, which is very fucking rare, I need you to share the show. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, really? That's fine. Yeah. You know what they say when it's fine? What's that? I mean, that's not fine. <laughs> that's like when that's like when your girl says, like, uh, go have fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. those would be a great episode because that's fine. these are go have fun. Yeah. I'm not selected all these questions. Man, so it'd be that's a, a that's abort mission status. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the cues. Hey, where do they submit the cues? Did you already say that? Yeah, yeah, Tell them again. Email those questions in, guys, to ask Andy at AndyForSeller.com. Guys, and the questions could be about anything, okay? For those of you that don't know, I had the number one entrepreneur podcast of all time called the MFCEO Project, where all we talked about was personal development, kicking ass, making money, and winning. And so uh, I know a few things about it. So you could ask me about anything. Ask me about, ask me about what's going on in the world, but... But ask me about how to grow your business. Ask me about how to build discipline. Whatever the fuck you want to know, that's what this is about. So uh, let's get started. Let's knock it out, man. Any question number one. I currently run a home service cleaning company doing about $100,000 per month in revenue. We've grown quickly, and I've reinvested everything to date in the past two years in order to grow so quickly. When I listen to other entrepreneurs, they mention owning multiple businesses. Is that a path I should consider or should I put all my focus into my current business? That's a great question. So what he's, what you're talking about, what this person's talking about is there is now a culture of what people call serial entrepreneurship. And basically it's where these guys and these girls, they think that they got to have, you know, there's that famous meme that goes around that says oh, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And uh, people think that that means they got to start like seven different things at once. Right. But here's the problem. And these people almost always fail because it's easy to be uh, a jack of all trades and a master of none. That's the entrepreneurship culture right now. 
So what I would say to anybody out there who's, who feels inadequate because they don't own multiple companies is understand that there, are time, there will be a time and place for you to do so. I own multiple companies, but I didn't own all, multiple companies until I had one company that was doing almost $30 million a year. Right. Okay. Right. So then I opened the second company. Yeah. And that second company then helped fulfill and support the first company. It was a vertical of my company. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm this person, I am dedicating all my time, all my energy, all my resources, everything that they say they're doing, they're doing exactly right and should continue to do it until they are the dominant player in their market space for what they do, mm -hmm. okay? Then when you get there and you're to that place where you have the systems in place, you have the culture in place, you have the employees in place, you have the training in place, mm -hmm. and you are straight up able to turn the key and keep the engine running and dominate the fuck out of everybody else that comes in front of your face, then you can start looking for little verticals that go within. I think he said carpet cleaning. Uh, just home cleaning services. Home cleaning. Yeah. Okay. Now you might want to start a vertical of your own home cleaning products. Right. Okay. Right. Or your own home cleaning materials mm -hmm. or something that goes along with that that will be a vertical for your business. All right. Where now when business one, the cleaning business has to buy its supplies, it's buying them from you. Mm. All right. And you start to scale out and create verticals that way. That is how to properly become a serial entrepreneur. If you look at any of these fucking idiots out there that say, oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, notice that any, none of their businesses dominate. Right. Not a single one of their businesses dominates in any regard to anything they do. Anybody that says serial entrepreneur in their bio, I automatically know they're full of shit. Okay, so that's not a cool thing. It's the culture of entrepreneurship and you have to understand that counterculture of what's going on in the trend is usually the way to go. Okay. So build your company, dominate, develop the systems, develop the culture, develop the ability for it to operate and self-sustain and replicate talent, kick the shit out of everybody around you in your space, then add a vertical. Right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> That's how I would do it. Yeah. Right. Now, 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 if you want to do it like everybody else and you want to be mediocre and you want to fucking run a you know, eight, $2 million companies and, and walk around, call yourself a serial entrepreneur and go on the speaking circuit and fucking say, oh, this is what it is, and be a very middle fucking mediocre person in, in all reality and still be chasing your bills and, and, and be faking it your whole life, yeah. become a serial entrepreneur. Or dig the fuck in and become the best at what you do and then look to vertical off of it. Yeah. See, like, the way I, I look at it, like, and like, <clears throat> I mean, this is your area of expertise. I just, like, I, like, I feel like there's a lot of shit that you learn and like you learned in S2 in those 10 years, right? Before you even started the next project that like, have you fucking jump started that? You, you, you wouldn't have been learning. Anything. Listen, bro. Had I started all these companies the two or three years into my business, I'd be yeah. completely broke. Yeah. Completely broke now. Yeah. And the, and, and the other thing is too, and this is worth pointing out. You're correct. The lessons I learned in that first 10 years of fucking grinding my balls off are the lessons that make me literally hundreds of millions of dollars now. Right. Right. So when you learn how to dominate on a small scale, that translates to big scale. Mm. And most people never go through that entire process of totally building out their model. They want to jump, you know, they're, they're a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and a lot of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what you want to be. <clears throat> and, and, and but also, by the way, 
when you do have that one business that generates and is dominating, now you have a cash flow system to finance the other fucking business. Right. You don't need no capital now. Yes. You're financing the new vertical off of the purchases of the existing fucking company that you made. This is the whole secret, guys. Like, if you don't do it this way, then you're going to get beat by people that do. It's just reality. You know, these people who are like, oh, I, I own a... I own a, this company, and then you know I own a shoe company, and then I also own a, a fuck concrete company, and then I also own a motorcycle company. None of the shit goes together. Those people get fucking beat. Right. Because, dude, you're competing against people who are dedicating all of their energy into that one thing, right? Like, if I own three different things, and, and you own one thing, and you're putting all your energy into that one thing. Yeah. I got 100% in. Yeah. And I've got 33.333% because I got three things going. Right. How much better than you do I have to be to actually win? Right. To give my 33% and beat your 100%. That's an egotistical, arrogant fucking miscalculation that you will lose 100% of the time. Because, dude, every other human out there, no matter how good you are or how smart you are or how fucking you think you are, they're, per- they're not far behind you. And you have to remember that. That's fucking real, man. Yeah. That's real. Andy, question number two. <clears throat> Andy, my girlfriend and I are getting ready to move in together next month, and we're discussing money and bills. What would you recommend being the best way to handle finances as a couple? I know that money is a major reason why uh, relationships fail. Mm. I I think it depends. I think there's lots of ways to to do money. Lots of people do it different ways. You know, um, unfortunately, in the system that we're in, if you're not making a whole lot of money, you kind of need two incomes to fucking provide. Yeah. I don't believe it should be that way. I'm working to build my companies so that, w- that families don't have that. Um, it's one of my main initiatives over the next two or three years is to create a new, a new model mm-hmm. that doesn't have to require both parties to work for them to survive, right? right? Um, because I think that's what's hurting the fucking culture as a whole. And I think if we want to sit here and bitch about this culture, we need to be the solution as well. Well, I mean, think about it. You got both parents working. You got kids in the situation right. now. Who's raising the kids? That's right. And it's different, man. It's different for everybody. You know, like how I would manage money and how you would manage money are two different fucking things. Um, so I've never, I've never been someone who, uh, like. I don't know. I, 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 my, my goal has always been like make as much money as I fucking can yeah. and build as much as I can and then worry about the, how to manage it later. Yeah. Um, so I think getting in an offensive mindset about making money is the first step that you should probably both do. Um, because when we talk about budgeting and we talk about living as a couple, you know, most of those conversations are defensive in nature. It's like, how are we going to save? How are we going to live? Mm-hmm. How are we going to conserve money here and here and here? And the conversation of how are we going to make more money gets left off the table. Right. Okay. And you have to think about that in terms of like, you know, quantum realities and universal realities is like, what are you telling the universe if your mindset is always, I got to, I got to scrounge and save. Mm-hmm. You're saying that money is hard to come by. And if you get on an offensive mindset and say, Hey, I want to make fucking most money I fucking can. Now you're in a situation where, you know, money will come to you more more freely yeah so i think you know when you have the conversation of household management it should also be along with the conversation of increasing the household income yeah um so that's the first thing i would say second thing i would say is there's many different systems none of which i'm an expert at to be completely honest i can tell you how we do it um 
Emily makes a lot of money on her own. I make a lot of money on my own. And then we have a house account. And because I make more money than Emily, I fund the house account. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we pay all the shit out of the house account. And that's how it goes. Yeah. And it's that simple. It's that simple. Like, I don't, I don't argue. I don't fuck. Like, dude, I don't. I, my biggest pet peeve, and all of you guys know this because you know me like in person, but like I hate conversations about personal finance. Like if I go to dinner with you, I'm paying the fucking bill. Yeah. And you're not going to argue with me about it. Right. And if you do, I just won't go to dinner with you again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I don't like petty, I don't like petty discussions. I'm, I'm not going to fucking, like I had this person ask me, um, this girl DM me uh, that, that is part of our company. And she was like, hey, I got a question for you. And this is, I don't know if this is normal or not. And if this is normal, you motherfucking dudes need to grow the fuck up. But she she said she was da- she's dating this dude who um basically would ask her to Venmo him 50% of everything that they did. So like if he went to the store and got detergent for 15 bucks, <laughs> yeah. he would ask for 8 bucks. Yeah, Jeez. to Venmo. And like this is like ever and she's like is this no- is this normal? And she was asking genuinely, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know. Maybe it's normal for these dudes nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you this. I never did that shit. No. Like, bro, that's some weak-ass shit. Like, be a fucking man. Take care of your career. Be the fucking earner. You know? Like, and, and you could sit there and say, oh, well, it's not my job to earn 50%. No, it's your job to earn 150%, you dumb mm. motherfucker. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally think men are pussies. I think they I think they totally underestimate their fucking earning potential. I think we've lost the ability to go out and hunt and kill and fucking make money. And and I think it should be celebrated. And I think if you ask your chick to fucking Venmo you for a, a half of a detergent, she's probably gonna be fucking another dude next week. <laughs> no shit. Just being real. Yeah. So um, but do you think that, that like that had to be relaxed though because of like the push for feminism? Of course, and this, like, end of, of course, you know like, it's and, a yeah, two pronged thing, right? Yeah, like, for sure, dude. And men started fucking buying into it, and so they relaxed their standards, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, we're equal," you know. Like right. it's to the point now where like, dude, these dudes walking out of restaurants, some dude fucking disrespects your chick, and it, the dude's like, "Well, uh, it's LA. You might as well take care of it." <laughs> like, bro, this is not this is not how society set not, up. No. We're the fucking providers. We're the hunters. We're the motherfucking protectors. We're the killers. And we need to get back to that. And that's reality. So how I would manage the household is if I were the man, which I am, I would fucking make the most money and I would take care of the motherfucking shit. That's what I would do. And I would let my fucking girlfriend or wife fucking keep all her money. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. That's fucking real, man. Yeah. I mean, would you also say too, I mean, we're going to go to the next question, but like, it is still important to make sure that you do have some like sense of like being financially responsible, especially yeah. when you're starting off. hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, listen, a hundred percent. I don't some, want people to hear that. I'm like, all right, cool. No, Hurricane, DJ, here we go. There's many different ways to do this. Like yeah. some, in some relationships, you know, like for example, like when Emily and I, when Emily and I first started, we first got together, she didn't make that much money. Right. You know, and I, I comparatively, I didn't really either, but I still paid all the shit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. was just, it's just what the fuck I was brought up to believe and do. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, when your finances need to be put together, that's fine. But like, I think, you know, a big problem in culture now is that people want to nitpick 
in the household about whose responsibility is mm-hmm. what, when in reality, the whole responsibility is to run the household. Right. So like, you know, I see these people put, put like, I see this, I saw this meme the other day. I want a relationship where we both cook and we both clean and we both earn and we both this and we both that. That's some weak ass shit. Mm-hmm. That's some weak ass shit. Right. Because now you're tit for tatting inside the household. You know what the reality is? It all matters. So I don't fucking cook shit at my house. But Emily's also a fucking world-class chef. Okay. So, <laughs> so I let her handle that shit. <laughs> exactly. Right? I'm good at fucking making a whole bunch of money. Right. So I handle that shit. Right. So I handle what I'm good at. She handles what she's good at. And we fucking work the house. And that's how it works. Yeah. Like, I don't ever, we're, we're never like, oh, you took the trash down today and, <laughs> and you take it down fucking next week. Like, right. that's not how the how it works. It's a te- It's a total collaborative team effort to run the fucking household. Yeah. And it's not a, you did this, I did that. Or, you know, I made all the money, so you do this. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. And if you run it like that, it'll destroy your relationship. I know that for sure. Yeah, that's so, fucking awesome. You know, I think both people should contribute where they can contribute. If you're not able to contribute financially, you should be contributing, taking care of the fucking house. Make sure that the house is fucking clean when whoever, when the, when whoever comes home is earning the shit. Right. You know, like, fucking do your part. I mean, is that, I think it's that simple. Just do your fucking part. Yeah. You know, and take pride in it. It's real. It's real, man. <clears throat> Guys, our third and final question for right, Andy. Dude, by the way, that goes both ways. There's a lot of trash women out there that expect the men to come in and pay all their shit because you got a vagina. All right, now. Like, come on, Andy, about yeah, the preacher now. All right, yeah, now. Like, uh, all right. <laughs> listen, listen, lady, you ain't the fucking hottest. You ain't the only hot chick out there. Yeah. You ain't the only chick with a vagina. Mm-hmm. You ain't the only chick with all the shit that you think that everybody wants. It ain't made of gold, yeah. all right? So maybe you should be working on bringing some quality shit to the table too, mm-hmm. other than just your fucking ass or just your titties or just your fucking looks. That's real. It's the truth. That's fucking real. Dude, I saw some shit, uh, it was a while ago, but they were talking about, like it was a group, like it, it might've been a podcast, bro, but these fucking girls are like, oh, you guys know, you know, we gotta have the three sixes, right? And I'm like, what the fuck are the three sixes? Like, are these, like what is it? And it's like, oh, well, the three sixes are, you gotta be at least six feet tall as a guy have at least a six inch penis and make over six uh, or make over six figures. Those are the three sixes that really that, that these young and girls she, are now and, fucking. And yeah, she got three sixes. She's fucking six feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> she can you can roll her you can roll her sixty six feet, and she's gonna fucking send you to hell with that third six. Exactly, like bro, like dude. It's always these ugly fucking contribute nothing fucking troll women yeah. who say that shit. Yeah. Oh, I gotta have you know. You know what those women end up as the fucking cat lady. Mm. With forty-seven cats. That's all right. Have the same name. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I couldn't date this guy because he wasn't funny enough, or you know, he uh, he, I don't know, he uh, was five eleven and three quarters. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know and then, made, and then, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but then men are expected to look at some four hundred pound chick on the fucking cover of Sports Illustrated and say she's hot, right? Right. And, and then they get fucking Jordan Peterson, dude. They got fucking blasted when he did. Yeah, well, he <laughs> blasts like, them back. Yeah. I mean, hey. So. Hey, man, brother. Hey, <laughs> listen. It's 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 the double standard, bro. It's out there, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking dude's got to be earning this and, and six foot and six pack and fucking 600 mm-hmm. grand and this and that and this. Bitch, look at you. Right. Right. Look at you. Like, dude, these women walk around acting like they're queens when they're fucking, you're, you're queen of the dumpster. <laughs> like, what are you bringing to the table? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's standards on both sides. That's man. it. And it's a big cultural problem. So while I may attack the men more personally because it's irritating to me that you guys are that fucking weak, mm-hmm. um, the women are just as bad. Yeah. Cause I mean, dude, what's that quote? It says like, you know, you, you, you are, what Listen, you, dude, you, you, you are Listen, what you attract or if something. Everybody, like that. that's it. If yeah. everybody became the kind of person that they wanted to attract, mm-hmm. then you would live a fucking that life. But the problem is we live in this world of entitlement mm. where people who are not of quality feel entitled to people who are of quality. And if people who are of quality do not appreciate the people who are not of quality, you're some sort of fucking bigot right. or this or that. I'm sorry, bitch. I put a lot of work into me. Yeah. It's the way it is. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not settling for your fucking dumpy bullshit. Right. Your one shower once a week, fucking posting your ass and your tits all over the internet, fucking not earning shit, not contributing shit, not doing shit other than how you like, dude, this is insane shit. It's common sense. Shit. Listen, Come on it is. It's the truth. Yeah. What you are is what you'll get. And so if you're not happy with what the fuck you're getting, become what it is that you want, and you will get that. That's the truth. Fucking real. It's real. <clears throat> Guys, Andy, our third and final question for you. just you. mad because you're barely six foot, huh? <laughs> I'm six one, baby. Yeah. Six one. Well, then what's that made me? Like six four? You're like six. No, you're like six two. Six three in the boots. All right. Yeah. You're higher for another day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Andy, question number three for you. Uh, Andy. I own a small landscaping company here in St. Louis. Uh, fuel has always been a major expense, but the recent rise in costs is affecting my overall margin. Mm-hmm. Most of my competitors have raised their prices. Yes. But I have not increased my prices because I don't want to add the cost increase to my customers already experiencing everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Is eating these costs myself the right thing to do or no. if I should temporarily increase my prices? Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. Listen, dude, people understand what's happening. They understand. And, and while I would, here's how I would approach that. If I was that person, I would raise the prices, the minimum amount that you needed to operate your business the right way. Right. Um, and I would address it in like maybe a letter or in person with your customers and say, Hey, listen, we, I, I'm, I'm raising it the minimum of what I got to raise it. This is what it has to be. And you have a real conversation and most people will fucking understand because they see what's going on in the world. And here's the reason I say you have to do it because at the end of the day, running a business comes down to math. And if you, and I've made this mistake before where I haven't adjusted and it's ended up costing me to the point where it almost put me out of business. Mm. So like, you don't want to, you don't want your good heart to put you out of business because you're trying to do, you have to do what the fuck you got to do when it comes to that. Yeah. So I mean, like you, you got employees, you might have yes. a family. To so feed like too, I yeah. would not, you do not use this as an opportunity to gouge because when things get better, people will remember that. Use it as an opportunity. And by the way, I've been through two other times like this uh, where, where we're in a recession, which by the way, we're in one yeah. right now. Yeah, for sure. um, if you do it in good faith and you do the right thing, those customers will be there when this is over. And not only will they be there when this is over, they will say, fuck, dude, you know what? That guy really took care of me during that time. I know it was hard on him. And I think what you'll find too is if you're honest with people, some of those people that you're nervous about raising the price on might even actually pay you more mm. because I know a lot of people that do that. I fucking do that. Yeah, because you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah, I do that shit. That's real. Like, like when people bill me and I know that they're struggling and and I know it's because of things going on, like I'll maybe I'll throw in a few extra bucks. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I think that has a lot to say, too, about necessities, right? Because, like, you know, you look at gas. Like, everybody's complaining that gas is more, you know, getting high. But yeah, guess and what? by the way, everybody's I will. Everybody's still paying for gas. Well, hold on. And and if you are someone who's doing well, mm-hmm. it is an obligation to take care of the people who take care of you. That's real. So when they're having a hard time and you're vendor, the people who come and, you know, take care of whatever it is that you're having people take care of, you know, dude, and you can afford to help them. Dude, remember, it's fucking hard as shit right now. So, so you know, think about that. Be generous. You know, I think it's important for the people who have been fortunate to be generous in times like this. For sure. Would you also, I mean, like, can you just stress to the importance of like, like how important is having that type of uh, relationship with your customers? Like, is, is that like, I'm sure it's going to make the conversation easier to deal with. Right. But like, if you're just this faceless company moving around and you have no real relationship with your customers, how likely are they to take that fucking, that, that, that pay or uh, cost increase? It depends on how you present it. Yeah. I think it's all how you present it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had a big company, mm-hmm. um, like I do, and we have to have a price increase, we generally, I generally write a little message and send it out. Yeah. And and if they have problems or questions, they 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 call or we have a conversation. Um, but I think just you have to do what's right. You cannot gouge, and you have to play for the long haul. And you have to understand that that. Um, you know, bear and bull markets and economies and recessions and growth periods and all these things, these are all cyclical things. And a lot of people make mistakes in business because when things are rough like this, they see an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, and when things get good again, people forget about those people. So it's all about doing the right thing. I think it's, I think, you know, you should be treating your customers as if you're going to have your customers for the next 20 years. That's how you should be treating them. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Well, guys, Andy, that's three. Let's go pay the fee. Yep. Guys, if you got some benefit out of the show, if you enjoyed the show, if you thought it was uh, worthy of sharing, please share the show. Okay? Uh, the only way the message gets out about the show is if you guys share it. So I'd appreciate it if you would. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on pain